cannot do anything and we need him in our life every day. And guess what? God wants to be in your life every day. He's wanting to show you the goodness of his grace. He's wanting to show you his unmerited favor. He is wanting to restore you. He is wanting to bring things to you that you've never seen. You've heard me quote it. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in store for you and me. And folks, we are living in a world where we are blessed because if you're in Christ Jesus, you're serving the Most High God and He loves you and there's not enough devils in hell that can stop the mighty moving of God because God will restore, He will heal, He still delivers and He is still an on-time God and He still will bring to pass what you and I need. All He's asking us to do is to be faithful to the very end and continue on to persevere and begin to be that good soldier by putting on the whole armor of God and be equipped to fight the enemy because the Bible clearly lets us know that we need to understand his devices. You need to know what the enemy is up to. You need to know what you're faced with every day. You don't go into a war not being prepared but you go into war to be prepared because you've got to put on the whole armor of God not some of the armor but the whole armor of God so you can withstand the enemy when he comes your way you may say well pastor he's not bothering me today well I want to share with you today if he's not bothering you today that means he's already got you because he can just go on to the next person he can go on to the next person because he's not going to waste his time on you because he's already got you but if he's still dealing with you if he's still messing with you if I can use that word then you know the enemy hadn't got you yet and you know that God is with you and he's fighting for you and he's going to take care of you as long as you're faithful and surrender and say Lord take full charge take control Lord of my heart and my life give God praise in the house today hallelujah hallelujah it is good that we can come together and I want you to know today as we continue on in the I Am series, we still got a ways to go. We're just in the beginning of this and so we're going to learn a lot more about what Jesus said when he said, I am. He says, I am the bread of life and he says, I am the light of the world and today we're going to look at it today in I Am series sermon number three, I am the door. And there's a lot of description that goes on when Jesus says, I am. And I want you to know today, you need to realize that God is who He is and He has said what He has said and that it is to be true. It is to be taken very serious and to know who He is as He says, I am the door. Let's look at this. Let's go to John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 7th verse. And those that are coming on Wednesday night, I am, I am truly enjoying the Bible study. And I tell you what, uh, the more you get in the Word of God, the more it starts coming alive. And you start seeing and you start reading and you start seeing things like you've never saw before. And, uh, and so I'm going to be coming from a lot of John's Gospel through this series. So those that are coming on Wednesday night, a lot of them are going to know exactly what I'm saying here. And that's good. 
Because guess what? Iron sharpens iron. We sharpen one another in the Word. And guess what? We become more equipped the more we get into the Word of God and the more that we read it, the more we study it, the more we, we not literally eat it, but the Bible clearly lets us know, as God told Ezekiel, eat the Word of God. In other words, he's not saying physically, but he's saying spiritually, eat the Word of God so that you can be strong in the day which you live. John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 7th verse. I am the door is the title sermon today. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am, look at this, I am the door of the sheep. And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door, period. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. But the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. i got to read this again. I want you to catch this today. John 10 and 7 through 10. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Then thief cometh, cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Can I hear amen to God's word? Jesus taught great spiritual truths simply. He says, I am the bread of life, and I am the light of the world. And how clearly he explained the deep things of God. He says, I am the door. We're going to look at this today. I am the door of the sheep. And I want you to know today, there's no other door. I don't know what door you're walking in today. You say, Pastor, what are you saying? The door of the flesh, the door of satisfaction, the door of a desire, a door of an addiction, the door of a habit. But I want you to know today that Jesus is the shepherd of the door that you and I are to walk through every day. And whatever comes our way, we've got to make a decision of what door we're going to walk in. And I want you to know today that the door that Jesus stands at, He is the good shepherd, He's the great shepherd, and He's the one that restores us, saves us, delivers us, us so whatever door that you're trying to walk in walk in the door of the good shepherd of the great shepherd because every other door is going to cause you to crumble 
I want you to know clearly for us all, this is a simple salvation and a message for us all. I am reminded as I went through this, I'm reminded of a cliche of some would say, don't open Pandora's box. Have you ever heard that statement before? Don't open Pandora's box. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of history of where that came from. It is a phrase or a fixed expression that has a, fig a, a figurative or sometimes a literal meaning. In other words, when you hear don't open up Pandora's box, this expression has its origin in Greek mythology. Zeus, the king of gods, was fed up with mankind. So what's, what's new? The gods are always angry with us. In order to teach them a lesson, Zeus created a woman named Pandora. The king of gods then asked all the other gods to shower gifts on her and the gifts which would bring about the downfall of man. And by the way, that's how Pandora got her name. Pan in Greek means all and Dora means gifts. The gifts that are given by the gods were put in a beautiful box and Zeus uh, presented it to Pandora and warning her never to open it. And if somebody gave you a beautiful box loaded with gifts and said don't even open it, what would you do? Well, Pandora did the same thing. She opened it up and saw to her horror all the evils of this world and escape, and according to the story, only hope remained. When you say that something is, is a Pandora's box, it implies that it is a source of complications. And something that will create many new and unexpected problems. Commonly used these days is open a Pandora's box. I want you to know today there are some that feel like that they're not going to open Pandora's box. In other words, things in their life and things that are going on. But in actuality... That's just a thing that, well, if it's not for me to do it, I'm going to do it anyway. It's always the cat's got the, you're curious cat. You know, you're curious about what's going on. So you begin to, to begin to do things that you shouldn't do. In other words, you begin to open up other doors in your life. You say, well, pastor, give me an example. What do you mean about opening other doors in your life? Whatever you feed your mind on is exactly the door that opens up. And if you stay on what is being fed in your mind, eventually that's going to be the door that you will literally walk in. And not only will you walk in it, but you will stay there. And the enemy's job is to 
control your mind. If He can get to your mind, then He can get to your heart. If He can get to your heart, He can get to your soul. And I want you to know today, there's some of us today is saying, don't open up Pandora's box. But I want you to know today, Jesus Christ is the door. He is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And we need to understand that those other doors that we're opening, we need to shut those doors down. Close Pandora's box and don't open it anymore and let God come alive in your heart and life and get the victory in Christ Jesus so that you can live a victorious life. I want you to know today my first point is Christ is the door. Christ is the door. Jesus clearly lets us know if there's any other way. You are a thief. You are a robber. And anybody that has come any other way, that's not the way. You don't come as a thief. You don't come as a robber. Jesus Christ says, I am that I am. And He is the door. The Bible clearly lets us know that He stands at the door and He knocks. And if any man will open up the door, you've got to open up the door. Some of us don't want to open up the door to Jesus Christ, but we want to open up the door to everything else. Folks, you can't open up the door with everything else around. The only door that you and I need to open is the door of Jesus Christ because He's the one that's going to lead us the right way and keep us straight and know that He's straight. Wide is the gate, narrow is the way. God is calling us and He says, I am the way. John 10 and 7 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the the door of the sheep. Jesus goes on and says, The sheep, which is the Christians, hear my voice. And no other voice do they hear. Now here's what we have to do. We've got to examine ourselves and take inventory in our lives to see if we are sheep. If we have, have Jesus in our heart and life. Because if we don't, we're going to walk in other doors that's going to be the wrong doors and not the right doors to where we're opening up Pandora's box. A door is for exiting and a door is for entering. I want you to look at this with me today. The door is a door of exiting and a door of entering. That's all the door is for. You got a door in your house. You got a door in your car. You got a door in a business, whatever. That door is for you to go in and it's for you to come out. That's all that door is to do. And that door is to be closed. And the door has a lock. And the lock is sometimes they say is for honest people because it seems like people can pick locks or break into locks. But that's the society we live in today. But that's what a door is. A door is for enter. A door is to exit. Christ is the door, and hear me today, to forgiveness. That's the door that you and I are to walk in every day. 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. We are to walk in that door when we wake up every morning. We are to walk in the door to Jesus when we get home, when we go to bed at night. We're to walk back out of that door, but we walk in and out with Him and walk through no other door, nor do we walk with anything else, but we're to walk with Him in and out of the door. And those who trust Him exits. And those who trust Him exit condemnation. Why? Because they're with the Father. John 3 and 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. After John 3, 16, we forget that next verse. In John 3, 17, For God sent His, has not sent His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God hates the things that's going in the world, but He hasn't condemned people because He's still saving. He's still, why? Because He's the door. He's wanting everybody to come through the door. Why? Because He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. Listen, those who trust Him... Enter in justification. We are justified in Romans 5 and 1. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, we are entering into the door because of the shepherd. Jesus Christ is the door. We're going in and out, but we're not taking anything in, nor are we taking anything out. We are coming fully surrendering to God's Lordship and saying, Lord, I'm entering the door to you. I'm exiting out with you, Lord, because I am with you, because you are the door. You are the shepherd. And some of us today don't want to follow the shepherd. But the shepherd knows best. You think you know best. You think you know everything. You think you've got the pony by the tail. You think you've got everything. I'm going to do what I want to do. Say what I want to say. Be what I want to be. Go where I want to go. And that's the society that we live in. But I want you to know Jesus Christ, God Almighty, is over this universe. He's over this world. He knows exactly what you're trying to do. And you will make a big mess of it unless you walk through the door to Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, the great shepherd. When you look to him, you know that you are in the hands of God when you walk in and out of the door of Jesus Christ. And there's many doors around us. The question is, what door are you going to walk through? What door are you going to walk through tomorrow? Are you going to walk with God? Are you going to talk with God? Are you going to have that relationship that He wants with you day in and out? Not just Sunday morning. Not just Wednesday night Bible study. God wants a relationship with you every day. He wants to commune with you every day. He wants to talk to you. He wants to show you things. He wants to tell you things. Well, Pastor, how does He do that? He does it by His Word of God. By the Word of God. Some will say, well, I want to hear from God. Well, you do. Just open up your Bible. I want to hear from God. Well, all you got to do is open up your Bible and begin to read and you'll hear from God. Because God is the Word. Because He's the shepherd. Listen, Christ is the door to life. 
And those who trust Him will exit. And those who trust Him exit spiritual death. You will not have death when you walk in and out with Jesus through the door because He is the door. Ephesians 2 and 1 says, And you hath He quickened who were dead in their trespasses and sins. He has now quickened you when you walk through the door of the door of the Lord Jesus Christ, for He is the door. As you walk through the door, He has quickened you, and therefore He's going to sustain you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you every day, but you've got to go through the right door, not the wrong door. Listen, those who trust Him enters in a new life. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And I always want to add that word. Not taken away, but I want to add it here just a little bit. I know the Bible says don't add or take away from the Word of God, but this is what I do. In that scripture... Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become brand new. I want to add that in, brand new. God is about a new thing in your life. If you're tired of how you live in in 2022, guess what? God wants to do something here in 2023. If you haven't been where you need to have been, listen, God wants to do something new. This is a brand new, this is a new year to kick off. If there's some old habits, if there's some things that you're dealing with, it's time to break open, knock the dust off the Bible, and it's time to open it up and say, God, I'm getting serious. That's what's wrong with us today. We don't want to get serious about the Word of God. We don't want to get serious about our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But our life stands in a balance, and we are now being weighed. God is wanting us. He doesn't want us to be cold He doesn't just want us to be lukewarm, but He wants us to be on fire for Him. And He's wanting us to get a personal relationship with Him every day and get close to Him. Why? Because He's got fire from on high to give us. Just as He gave in the early church in the book of Acts, all the fire of God came down upon them. They were in one mind, one accord, and God began to do something in their life. And guess what? God began to multiply in their church because they got into one mind, one accord, and thousands and thousands of people came to God, not for entertainment, not for the glory of themselves, but they came to know God because people were hungry for the Lord Jesus Christ and they wanted to see people be saved, delivered, and healed. That same day then on Pentecost is the same day today that God wants our church to come alive and get real and get on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Now you're about to see a Baptist preacher become Pentecostal. Because that's what it is. Listen, I want you to know today, God is not holding back nothing from us. The same God that did it then in Pentecost in the book of Acts is the same God that wants to do it today. 
We've just got to get on fire for God. We've got to get on our knees in prayer. We've got to get in our prayer. We've got to have a desire that that's all we want is to experience God's presence and His glory and His majesty. And when you get on fire with wanting what God wants, that's when He will begin to put what He needs in our lives. I was looking on Facebook this week and I've been seeing the colleges, how that God is moving on the colleges, moving at uh, Lee University, a Church of God college up in Tennessee, Asbury uh, College, how it's been moving. I believe that's a Methodist college. I believe it is. And the power of God. And, the, and, I, and I saw where these kids are just coming around and they're praising God, they're magnifying God and something is being changed. Revival is taking place. And I saw on, on uh, Facebook where the, these famous uh, Christian singers wanting to come in and, and sing and wanting to come in, these famous preachers of these mega churches wanting to come in and preach and they politely told them, no, we don't want any famous singers, we don't want any famous preacher, we want the mighty move of God in our church. We want to feel the fire from on high so that we can be saved, we can be delivered, we can be healed. We want to see a mighty moving of God and these kids are hungry and for hours and hours it's been over a hundred hours they have stayed in that sanctuary and they have prayed and magnified God and God has saved delivered and healed people right on that campus and I want you to know I want that same fire to fall upon us I want revival to break out in our hearts and lives in our church. It would amaze you to see people that would walk in our church if we laid hands on them and they got saved, they got delivered, they got healed. Things that would blow your mind. But the same God that did it then, back in those days, is the same God that can still do it today. And He's coming alive. Get ready, church. Revival is going to sweep through America. And it's going to touch us as it will touch others. As we hunger and thirst after righteousness, the Bible says, We shall, we shall, we shall be filled. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. 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 God is wanting to indwell us with His Holy Spirit. He's wanting to do something in us like we've never seen before in our lives. Listen, the coming of the Lord is at hand. I cannot stress this enough. The coming of the Lord is at hand. The Bible clearly says there'll be one in the field and one will be taken away. There'll be one in the field and one be taken away. There's a rapture that's going to take place first, church. And I want you to know God is telling us, get right, get ready. Because the moving of God is going to move and sweep like you've never seen before. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, I want you to know Christ is the door to heaven. Those who trust Him exits the road to hell. 
Why? Because you don't have to go through that door. You will exit through condemnation. You will exit through the road to hell. That will be a door that you will not have to cross, nor will you have to go through when you're in Christ Jesus. Listen, John 3 and 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Those who trust him, Enter into eternal life. John 5 and 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but it is passed from death unto life. I want you to know today, heaven, heaven reassures us. Heaven is there, but God wants to do a revival in our lives before he comes back, and we will see the mighty movement of God, but we have to begin to pray so that God will come and bring what he needs to bring even to this local church right here. Listen, eternal life is a present possession. 1 John 5 and 12, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. We can know we have eternal life now. 1 John 5 and 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life. You want to know if you have eternal life? This right here lets you know. When you accept Jesus Christ in your heart and life, you don't have to walk around saying, mm, I think I'm saved. Uh, I hope I'm saved. Well, I'm hoping I'm going to miss that place called heaven. And uh, I, I, I think I'm a good person. And, and I've done a lot of good things. No, this right here is what it says. 1 John 5 and 13. Mark it down in your Bible. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know. It's not a doubt. It's not, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it. When you've accepted Jesus, listen, these things that the Son of God says, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Plain as John 3, 16. As those that can quote, second, my point today is, and oh my goodness, I have just got started, folks. Listen, he is the Christ, is the only door. Christ is the only door. Let me say today to you, as you've heard me say, there's other doors that you might be seeking. There's other doors that you may be walking in. There may be some doors today that you're walking in and out of that you shouldn't be walking in and out of. There are those that are sinners that are walking where they shouldn't be walking, and there are some saints and Christians that are walking where they shouldn't be walking either, and they're walking in and out of, of, of wrong doors. Jesus says... I'm the only door. That's the only door that you need to be concerned with today, folks. That's the only door is Jesus Christ. That's the only door. You don't need to be walking. If your neighbor tells you to walk somewhere, if a friend tells you to go somewhere, if something else is being said to you, you don't walk down that door, but you walk through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one of the living God, the one that was slain before the foundations of this world. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. 
John 10 and 8 says, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. There is no other door to forgiveness. There is no other door to new life. There is no other door to heaven. There is no other door to eternal life. Many try to find other doors, and you may be seeking today another door. Close Pandora's box and don't open that door and open up the door of the living God and let the living God come into your heart and life and save you, deliver you, and heal you. That's the door you need to open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many tries to find other doors because they're thinking they can get their answer. I can get my answer. I may say, I've got my answer. You hadn't got your answer. You don't even need to be looking that you think you've got the answer. You ain't got the answer. Because you're walking through the wrong door. And the door that you need to be walking through is the door of Jesus Christ. There are some that are going through religious doors. Some are going through baptism doors, communion doors, church membership doors. Financial doors, giving to church and charity doors, doors of personal merit doors, good work doors, honestly, uh, honestly, uh, honesty doors. And we even see cultic doors. And we see false Christ. Because you're looking at a false Christ, which is anti-Christ. Because if you're not Christ, you're anti. You're against him. You're either for him or you're against him. You folks cannot straddle the fence. You can't put one leg in and one leg out. You can't worship God on Sunday and run with the devil on Monday. Now, I'm going to break it down to you, folks. You cannot run with God on Sunday and run with the devil on Monday. You've got to fully surrender to his lordship. And you've got to, and, and, oh, Lord, help me. Listen, it is a price. But it is a price to pay, but it is not the price that you would have to pay that Jesus Christ died on the cross over 2,000 years ago. He bled and shedded his blood on Calvary's cross. You'll never have to live or die that kind of death. So if you can't and you won't and you don't have to, well then guess what? It is nothing for us to persevere and fight the good fight of faith and say, Lord, I'm trusting you because, Lord, I fully surrender to your Lordship and Lord take over take my mind take my heart take my soul take my body take everything Lord wash me baptize me in the Holy Spirit and let me come alive Lord and do and be the vessel that I need to be a vessel of honor and glory unto your name give God praise in the house today hallelujah listen John says clearly in John 10 and 8, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. In other words, false doctrines. People have walked in and out of doors listening to other things, thinking that other things is going to save them. Walking in and out of a mega church is not going to save you. 
all hanging around with all the fog and the music and all the great things is not going to save you. What's going to save you is coming to an old salvation of coming to the Lord and saying, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart and life. Wash me. Cleanse me. Renew my mind. Renew my life. And then that's when Jesus becomes God in your life because he saves you when you ask in his name. Listen. All of these doors will fail. They will fail. But Christ alone, hear me today, Christ alone is the door. That's the door that you and I need to be acquainted with at all times. 24 hours, 7 days a week, 365 days of the year. You take your family, you take your husband, your wife, your family. You begin to saturate yourself in God's grace and mercy. Get into God's Word and begin to meditate on Him. And I promise you, God will restore you. He will bring you where you need to be, not where you want to go. Acts 4 and 12, I'm coming to my closing. Acts 4 and 12, neither is there a salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven that's given among men whereby we must be saved. Let me read it again, Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's no other way. There's no other doors you need to walk in. Listen, there's no other doors you need to worry about. We worry about what door we're going to walk in next week. You worry about the doors that you're going to enter. Listen, you don't have to walk through no other doors. There's only one door that you need to know, and that's Jesus Christ, and that's the door that you walk in day in and day out. You walk with Jesus in the door, you walk with Jesus out of the door. You walk with Jesus in the door, and everywhere you go, when you pass that door, know that Jesus is with you inside and out. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness, my third point. Oh, Lord, how mercy. Christ is the door for all who believe. John 10 and 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved. And shall go in. Listen, you've heard me say it. You'll go in and you'll go out. And you'll find pastors. You'll find plenty. You'll have want. You won't have want anymore. You'll have plenty. In other words, he satisfies your soul. He satisfies your soul. You'll never long or, or want something. You'll never have to crave for anything else. The addictions will leave. Oh, the bad habits will leave. You'll never have to crave anymore because you'll have Jesus. Why? Because he's walking with you. He shall go in and out and find pastors. You'll find that that, that you had that was craving in your life and in your body, it begins to flee and all you want is to crave Jesus. All you want to do is want Jesus and all you can want to do is just get so much more of him that you just can't stand it. You've got to have Jesus. That's the door that you and I need to be walking out of, in and out of every day because he said there'll be plenty. There'll be plenty for you. Listen, the invitation is an open to all. Listen, another way to say is whosoever, whosoever shall come, 
John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believeth upon Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 10 and 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This door opens for all who wishes to enter. Listen, it opens for all sinners. Romans 3 and 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 5 and 8, But God commanded His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It opens for all who come to Jesus. John 6 and 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. That's why you've got to walk to the door, folks. Now, let me say this. God's not going to make you walk through the door. Because He gives you a choice. He gave Adam and Eve a choice. Oh, but Pastor Eve took the apple and then Eve then blamed blamed Adam and then Adam blamed the serpent. That's exactly how it happens. It becomes a blame game when you're caught with your hand in the cookie jar because you want to blame